Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to LiveWise Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're gonna be analyzing some of the most shorted stocks on the ASX. Plus, because I know you love a stock pick, our guests are also gonna be naming their highest conviction call right now. To do that, we're joined by Sean Roger from Perpetual Asset Management and Sean Fenton from Sage Capital. Okay, Sean, you're first up today. We've got Flight Center. It's actually been one of the most shorted stocks on the ASX for what seems like years now. And it's one of the very few stocks that has a short interest in the double digits, the other ones being Zip and Appen. Is Flight Center a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, I'm just gonna go with hold. It's, uh, it's obviously uh, you know, travel sector impacted through COVID and lockdowns, uh, had issues with um, you know, balance sheet and, and profitability. We're in recovery stage now, things are reopening, they're you know, reshaping their whole uh, retail network, closing stores, growing more in corporate. So there's some growth there, but with all the capital raising, we just see it as being quite fully fully valued. Um, yeah, we still see some travel recovery there, but we'd prefer other stocks in the space, better corporate travel or Qantas or something like that. Mm, no doubt this position has been super painful for short sellers. It's up around 49% year to date and 6% over the last 12 months. Sean, is it a buy, hold or sell? I'm going to agree with Sean here and, uh, and go a hold as well. We quite liked it a little bit lower down. We think the, the management team did a really good job in, in reshaping the business during that period and, and, and closing stores. And I think you're starting to see now the corporate business within flight centres taking a lot of market share during COVID. So I think the outlook there is quite nice. The one area that concerns us a little bit is revenue margins. They've obviously had a big mix shift away from the retail store network towards online, which, which is a lower margin, margin channel. And you've seen the airlines, Qantas, uh, in particular, try and take back a lot of that distribution margin themselves in cutting the, the front end commissions. And we think uh, with the stock where it is today, which is actually closer to $50 on the, uh, the pre-COVID share count, that you are pricing in a, a bit of an improvement in, in those in the where revenue margins from where they are today. And, and we just think there's still a bit of uncertainty there. So it's a hold for us. Okay, next up we have IDP Education. It has a short interest of around 6%. Sean, staying with you, is it a buy, hold or sell? IEL is a sell for us. Uh, we think there's some, some risks emerging uh, in the English language testing division with uh, one of their key competitors, Pearson, who seems to be becoming more competitive in, uh, in India and in the Canada market. It was also a, a weak cash flow result, the, the last result, which um, for us is a, a little bit of a red flag. And also you've had the transition of the, the long-term CEO, which is another, um, I guess, risk factor that, that we're looking at. I think those things plus a uh, 50 times uh, PE for us yeah. puts, it, puts it as a sell. Its share price has risen around 21% over the past 12 months. Sean, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? It's getting a little boring, but I agree, sell. Um, and for similar reasons, uh, certainly competition coming from Pearson's. Uh, also, demobilised a little bit in, in China through lockdowns. So I think they've lost a bit of traction in their business there. So even with the rebound in China reopening, they're not necessarily poised to benefit as much, uh, as much from that. So uh, too expensive with those earnings risks. 
Okay, last up today, we have A2 Milk. It has a short interest of around 4%, but it has been making headlines recently for not the right reasons. Sean, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, it's fallen back a, a little way, but I think it's still a sell here. It's just a competitive market. The, basically, the business Chinese infant milk formula, there's more domestic competition in there. Uh, and importantly, you've just got a backdrop of a shrinking market. So falling birth rate, and you can't turn that around. That's the one child policy that's uh, decline in women of childbearing age, you just cannot change that for like, you know, 20 or 30 years. So that's going to be a declining backdrop, increasing competition, a little bit of risk around their license renewal, um, but I think that goes through. But they're getting into, you know, more expensive distribution channels, mum and bub stores, uh, you know, margin pressure. Uh, it's, it's tough. Okay, as Sean mentioned, the share price has fallen this year. It's down around 23%. Sean, is it a buy, hold or a sell for you? Yeah, look, I don't think I've got many friends with this one, but I'm going to call A2 a buy. Um, we think the company's uh, gone through a period, a, a turnaround period and come out and, and come out the other side in, the, in a stronger position. You've seen management increase marketing quite substantially and also shift the, the channel, as Sean said, to uh, what are more expensive channels, um, but we also believe that they're more, the more sustainable uh, challenges. Our view is that there's um, a lot of focus at the moment on the Chinese birth rate and also in the short term the risk around the Samar license and perhaps not enough focus on the fact that A2 Milk are the fastest growing international brand in that China market and, uh, and are actually taking a considerable amount of market share in what is a, a challenging market. And for us, 700 million bucks of, of net cash on the balance sheet, uh, a really strong brand, um, we think it's a buy. Okay, we asked our fundies to bring along one high conviction stock pick for the year ahead. Sean, what have you brought for us today? Our stock's uh, Iluka. Um, so Iluka's got a leading position in the, the mineral sands market, which we think's got a really attractive uh, structure and looks to be supply challenged over the next few years. You've got a lack of new investment in, in mines, you've got grade declines across, across the industry, and you've got some challenging operating conditions in regions like South Africa where some of their competitors uh, have got mines. The key attraction for us, however, is the diversification into the rare earths uh, business. So Luca are building a fully Australia's first and only fully integrated rare earths refinery. We think globally with the, uh, the push to diversify critical mineral supply chains, that that asset um, will be a highly strategic and highly cash generative asset over time. We've got a fundamentally positive view on the demand supply dynamics within the rare earths market. So for us, you've got a core mineral sands business that's generating a lot of cash. You've got a 20% stake in Deterra, the Deterra Iron Ore Royalty Company, which we think is one of the highest quality uh, royalties out there. And you've got a rare earths business that we think uh, you're not paying much for at all in the current share price. So, yeah, a look as our buy. Okay, over to you, Sean Fenton. What's your highest conviction call right now? I think we're going to go with uh, Telex, uh, which is a pharmaceutical company. Uh, you know, basically cures cancer, so uh, you've got to like that. They've got uh, a current uh, product approved in the, in the US, Eculix, uh, which basically that's a diagnostic tool for prostate cancer. So they've basically got a platform technology that combines uh, molecules that can target different cancers and, and add on things like you know, uh, radionucleotides, which can be picked up on imaging scanning or combined with chemo or uh, antibody therapy, which can help cure that disease. So they've already got their start there in uh, prostate cancer diagnostic. They're in the pipeline, getting close to therapeutic there, but have got a, a very broad pipeline in in other sort of small cell uh, solid tumours like uh, in in kidney and, and the brain. Then the last quarter they had very strong sales growth. They've moved into a position of positive cash flow generation, 
uh, and there's a, a big pipeline to come. So uh, we see that continuing to um, to drive growth, and you know, at the end of the day, it's quite an attractive takeover target for for a big farmer globally. So that's always an option on the table. Okay, well that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, don't forget to give it a like. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.